Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, this is a cracking episode. You're going to love it. School Captain Harvey joins us to talk about what it's like being school captain. That's head boy in some other schools. And he's joined by five prefects. We've got Seb, Miles, Joe, Nefemi and Niall. Together, we talk about being a Whitgift student from each of their points of view, what it's like being a prefect and some of the things they've learned by being a Whitgift pupil. It's a great episode. You're going to love it. So come with me now as we speak to the boys. It's Niall, Nefemi, Joe, Miles, Seb and Harvey. So we're joined today with Harvey, Niall, Miles, Seb, Nefemi and Joe. But we've got Harvey here, first of all. Hey, Harvey, how are you doing? Hello, good, thank you. It's good to talk to you. Now, you're the school captain, is that right? Yes, yeah, I am. Tell us, first of all, what, what school captain means. So at other schools, it would be called um, head boy, maybe. So I oversee the prefects and I'm kind of head of our year and the, and the pupil body. And it's my job to kind of liaise between the headmaster and, and the pupil body. Okay, right. So a fairly responsible position then. And let me get this right. Everyone with you right now, Harvey, everyone's in year 13. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we're all in year 13. Okay. Just tell us a little bit, first of all, then, before we speak to the others, what the whole process was of becoming school captain. So initially you have to apply to become prefect and then the whole year group will vote as well as some of the teachers. And then there's several rounds of uh, interviews and that kind of thing. And then you finally interview by the headmaster and he picks the the six of the school captain team and then the school captain. Was that slightly scary when you did that? It was a little bit intimidating, yeah. I was going into it, I was like, I'll give it my best shot. And if and if I'm the kind of person that um, the headmaster thinks would work well with him, then that's great. And if I'm not, then so be it. Okay, so uh, do you meet up with the headmaster on a regular basis in that case? Yes, so the six of us meet meet with the headmaster every Friday. Okay, tell us how those meetings look then. You know, what, what time of day it is and what kind of things you discuss all together with the headmaster. So every Friday morning at about 8 o'clock for 20 minutes, we'll sit down with the headmaster and talk about maybe what's happened that week, anything that he would like us to help with, any events that we've got planned for the upper sixth or the rest of the school, things like uh, Whitgift for All and that like what we're doing in that in that area, um, just lots of little sort of things. It changes changes every week. There's always something to talk about, but there's not really a fixed a fixed set of things that we would go through. Okay, now you mentioned Whitgift for All there. In a nutshell, tell us what that's all about. So it's a charity whose the sole purpose is to provide access to to Whitgift for people that come from less economically fortunate backgrounds. Um, so it funds bursaries as well as the summer school. Now, am I right in saying that Nefemi is involved in this as well? Yeah. Nefemi, tell us all about Whitgift for All. How come you're involved in this program as well then? Yes, uh, the way I like to describe Whitgift for All is we're essentially funding for an opportunity. So as Harvey has mentioned, we're trying to enable those who may not come from the most economically fortunate background to have the Whitgift experience. So it tries to take the, the financial burden off of families to enable boys to come to the school to enjoy the opportunities presented and provided by the school, but to also ensure that you know they really are obtaining the best education possible. It's interesting, you know, because I've spoken to a number of people at Whitgift School. A number of different schools tend to engage in programmes like this to an extent. And I really get the impression that at Whitgift, it's something which is core to all of the people who work at the school and the students who study at the school as well, that it is really something that, that all of the pupils want to really engage in. 100%. It's something that we as a school 
community we really do take pride in. There's a there's a beauty in it coming from a, a diverse diverse background, and to make sure that the school maintains its diversity, not only from a student perspective, but I can assure you know 100% for the teacher perspective as well. It makes school life a lot more enjoyable, but that much more valuable as well. Me myself personally, uh, I'm Seb by the way, uh, vice captain responsible for junior years. Uh, I'm from coding myself, so. I really see the value in uh, Whitgift for All and how it's helping the local community. You know, being that young boy driving past Whitgift in the morning, you know, seeing, you know, this pillar of the community almost. And Whitgift for All is allowing that to become more accessible to, uh, to more and more young boys like myself. And yeah, I've been able to do a lot of the community activities uh, that the school has been putting on recently. Uh, myself and now are actually doing a competition for the school soon uh, in order to champion such community initiatives. So the school's really pushing forwards for you know, the community to be highlighted. Because if you look at the history of the school even, John Whitgift you know, created the school as a gift to the community to help you know, disadvantaged Croydon children to gain access to an, an education. So I think in all of this, we're going back to our roots almost and you know, realising that without Croydon, you know, there would be no wit gift. I like that. Thank you for that, Seb. That, that's really good. Seb, uh, are you doing A-levels or IB at school? So I'm doing the IB. Miles and Niall are also doing the IB and the other three are doing um, A-level. Um, within the IB, I do English, history, philosophy, higher level, maths, Japanese and biology standard level. Um, it's a lot of hard work. Uh, we're just uh, done with coursework. And yeah, 37 days un um, until study leave, 16 days left in school. The time's gone really quickly. But yeah, I'd say we're, we're ready. It's amazing how quickly it does go. Uh, now, Seb, on your left, uh, you got Miles there. Miles, what's your experience of school life been like? Um, so for me, I've been at the school since year six, along with Nefemi and Nao here. And um, I think my transformation has been one of the kind of highlights of the school for me. I came in as someone that didn't really do much, uh, came from a very, very small school. Um, but I kind of wanted to do a lot. So my main experience at school has been trying all sorts of the different activities that are available and making sure, you know, that I've got involved with drama, music, volunteering, community work, just everything all together. Uh, I think the highlight for me would be that I picked up my passion for guitar at the school and I now play in like a rock band with some of my closest friends and we've performed in various kind of occasions throughout the school, which has just been a really, really nice experience to have. Awesome. What is it about playing guitar that you enjoy so much then? I don't really know. I think it's just I've always liked music and I, you know, I went to pick an instrument and guitar just seemed to be the one which I seem to like the most. I, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Indian rock music and it was just kind of following the natural uh, chain and, of picking an instrument and I just went for guitar. Thank you for that, Miles. Uh, now we've got Niall with us as well. Niall, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Tell us about whether you're doing IB or A-levels there. Yeah, so like Seb and Miles, I'm doing the IB as well. So I also do philosophy, history and English for higher level and maths, Chinese and chemistry at standard level. OK, and what are your plans for after you leave Whitgift then? Well, I've, I've currently got uh, offers from Princeton and Oxford, so I'm hoping to go to Princeton in the summer. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think, I think Whitgift as a school has really allowed me to best build my kind of profile for that kind of university because I feel... You've got all of those extra kind of co-curricular opportunities on top of the already great kind of academic record. And that really does 
um, bode well in kind of American applications. Very good. So Niall, how are you sort of deciding wh- whether whether you should go to a US or a UK university? What What factors are you considering in all of that? Well, primarily... It's the difference in kind of culture between UK universities and US. So I think the UK universities have a lot more emphasis on kind of being strictly about academic work and academic um, work only. Obviously, they've got lots of co-curricular stuff as well. But I think the American universities kind of best encapsulate that work-life balance that I hope to kind of have in the future of, you know, still continuing things I love like fencing and things like that whilst being academically rigorous. But I think someone who's perhaps a bit more versed in the uh, in the American universities uh, conversation is Nefemi because he's also kind of on that path. So I think he might want to talk a bit about that. Nefemi, tell us a bit more about that then. So like now, I've also received an offer from the US and I should be heading to Stanford in September. Good man. Way to go. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So just in terms of just the mentality, for me personally, I made this decision in year 11 when I think it started from Suits, the standards, Harvey Specter, Mike Ross, the way the way in which they spoke about Harvard and the you know the prestige. That's what drew drew me to the US, drew me to look at them in the first place. But, you know, just doing more investigation, for me, having finished year eleven, you're making your six form choices and I felt that you're technically looking to the future backwards, because ultimately you're you, your six form choices are determined by what you want to do at university. And me personally, I wasn't too fussed. I didn't really have such a strong passion that some of my friends around me had, you know, saying they, oh, I want to go into medicine. I want to do this. And that passion wasn't really prevalent with me. So I, you know, kept my options varied uh, as I'm taking uh, maths, economics, Spanish and drama A-level. So ultimately the US's liberal arts style of learning appealed a lot more to me as a person because not only do I get to craft my university experience, but I can get I get to pursue my passions at a university level whilst also getting a degree. And you know, just to add on to what Niall said, the balance in which the US university seemed to strike with that campus lifestyle really you know, stuck out to me because I felt that or what appeared to be the case in the UK was that, okay, you go to the university, but you know, with the people in which are entering the university at the same time, you wouldn't really in- interact with them at all if you're not doing the same course. So that, yes, there's that essence of, okay, I may have an economics major and you may be a biology major, but we're still the class of 2027. I mean, the US class 2077, so when the year we graduate, et cetera, et cetera. But so, yeah, I really do think that the US is, is a great way to go for boys who are looking for a more varied sort of higher education. Tell us a bit about how you sort of came to those decisions to carve out your own future like that. You know, did you get support from the school or was it from people in your family or, or friends of yours? You know, where, where did you get the kind of guidance from as to where you should be going? I'd first say my parents, I think this wouldn't be possible if I didn't receive my parents' support. So first and foremost, I need to say, you know, I'm very grateful to them. And then Next, protocol will probably be the school. But when I say the school, I mean the, the boys in the school. I've been very fortunate, you know, like Miles, to have been able to do so many drama productions across the seven years, something like 11, I think. So I've met a lot of boys, you know, have made some really great, genuine friendships. And through that, 
I really got some guidance from the older boys because, you know, I, I'm, I'm the oldest in my family, so I've never really had that older brother figure. But my one of my really close friends who's currently at Stanford now, I really got a lot of advice and support from him. I've got another friend at uh, Harvard and then I've got another friend at UChicago. So to have these people in these places to, who have already paved the way and they've shown me that it's possible, not only is it mentally encouraging, but I am very grateful for, you know, their presence in my lives. Now, you've got some exciting times ahead there, for sure. Now, we've also got Joe with us. And Joe, I was going to ask you about the boarding experience, because you, you're boarding at Whitgift, aren't you? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how that looks. I mean, what's it like being a boarder at school there? Yes. Yeah, so I joined about, so at the start of year 12, so about a year and a half ago now. I originally came from um, a state school over in North Watford. It was mixed. It was a state school. I was a day student. Very, very different um, sort of at face value than Whitgift. And so it was a very daunting experience going from living at home and going to school and doing GCSEs to suddenly going to an all boys boarding experience. But actually thinking that it was going to be scary and and very different, I feel like the amount of opportunities that are there, you can craft your own experience that is tailored to you that is also good for you and in order to grow in lots of different areas. And I found that as a boarder, that is the best thing about boarding is because I'm here all the time and after school, I don't have to commute. I can just, if there's an event going on, I can see it and go, yeah, give it a shot. And I think that that sort of attitude is what I tried to translate when I joined the school. And it meant that I ended up doing a lot of different activities, often being very busy to the point where I was not able to complete some homework. But I think on the whole, it allowed me at the start of year 13, to sort of narrow it down to what I really love doing. Part of that is sort of community help. Part of that is um, the leadership role uh, that I have in school. And um, I'm also the boarding house captain, which is a separate leader role, leadership role that works in tandem with the school, but on a more personal basis with the, the rest of the boarders. Um, and also, you know, we had access to the gym, which is very, very nice to spend time with. Uh, fellow boarders and um, yeah a drama animal club there's a lot of good experiences it's interesting there's been drama mentioned uh, a couple of times which is really good to hear now Seb tell us about your experience then of school yes okay so I came in uh, 2016 uh, year seven I think with Nefemi and Harvey um, other people here you've got Miles and Niall they came in year six Joe obviously came in year 12 and yeah I, I would say I've had like the classic secondary school experience almost you know you come in really small really nervous and then you're allowed to blossom as you grow up and grow through the school you, you're exposed to different things you know you're able to try your hands at things you didn't think you'd be good at and then you find like a real good passion for those but one thing I really wanted to highlight um, within the team and within the wider school there's just so much diversity in, in regards to the experiences that you can have at Whitgift which is why I'm really proud to have the position I have and to you know represent the school in this way you know, even within the six of us, you know, there are so many different stories, so many different ways we've progressed. And that's something which, you know, I, I wouldn't really say is common of a lot of private schools. And I think that's what, you know, we represent, what the school represents, that, you know, it is possible for people to, you know, have a good standard of education and also, you know, be themselves and be true to themselves as well within that. So yeah, that's just a point I wanted to make, to be honest. Thanks for that, Seb. I really appreciate that. 
Now, Harvey, tell us a bit more then about being school captain. In particular, what I really want to know is what one of your most interesting or challenging parts has been being school captain. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. My most, I think it's a lot, it's quite a lot to do. The start of the year, whilst I was sort of getting to know the the group of prefects, I mean, I already knew them as as friends and people in my year, but getting to know how the team functions as a whole um, and working all of that out whilst also doing my A-levels um, and any co-curricular things and then go, also going through the whole Oxbridge process, I felt like that was quite quite demanding and it was very busy. I think it's quite, it's quite interesting to, to, to learning how to motivate a big group of people because you, you have to really bind the team together because they can't be doing it. Every, everyone there wants to help the school, but in order to get people to do the, the, the mundane, difficult things on a daily basis, you really have to have a, a, strong, a strong sense of community and a, strong, and a strong team, which I think the school already has. But to really kind of galvanise that at the start was one of the trickier things, I suppose. Yeah, I think that those two, those two things were, were quite challenging. I, I find speaking, public speaking quite challenging. So I'm not, I'm not a, like, unlike Joe and Miles, being on stage is not, not where I feel comfortable um so coming and standing in front of 3000 people at Whitgift or whatever it was at Whitgift at Whitgift life was quite nerve-wracking um and I've definitely got better at that but it's still still something I find difficult and doing that on the fly having to give a speech on the fly is quite um well it's a completely new experience and I've never and I've never I'd, ne- I'd never done that before and then kind of being thrown in the deep end that that was a little bit difficult at times. Well, Harvey, you know what they say. They always say there's no such thing as growth when you're inside your comfort zone. So by stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something uncomfortable, then it, it means there's an opportunity there for growth. But actually, it's a tricky question for you to answer. So I, let's find out from the rest of the boys as well. Um, just going around to your left, Seb, what would you say has been one of the most interesting things about what you've been doing in school in the last few months? In what ways do you think it's changed you? Well, that's that's a very, very good question. In terms of my role as being responsible for junior years, I've had to learn that, you know, whilst other guys can like set up, you know, student bodies and whatnot, I feel like the impact I have is on the, is, is in, sorry, the conversations I have with younger boys on a daily basis. Um, those little interactions where, you know, I'm telling them to tuck in their shirt, asking them how their day's been, you know, just being a, you know, someone they can talk to trying my best to be a positive role model as well. Um, I always like to, to say that I believe that younger students need to ha- see their role models in action. So if they can see me doing stuff, you know, the Wiggift Anthology, for example, uh, that Niall was uh, overseeing, you know, being able to communicate with younger students within that, showing them how to you know, write a piece of literature. That's an example of, um, of a space where I've been able to really exert my um, influence in a sense. So. Yeah, it's been interesting in realising the emphasis within the role that I could, you know, bring uh, to the school, um, which wasn't really going to be on this grand scale, but rather in like this minute daily basis. OK, that's Seb. I know who he is. He's a really nice guy to talk to. If I ever need advice on anything, he can come to me. So that's the type of thing I was trying to really uh, develop upon. That's really good, Seb. Who have we got next then? Niall, how about you? Yeah, so I think my experience at Whitgift has been, I think it's been a bit, I suppose, a bit mixed. Or I suppose it's been a kind of a linear progression, I suppose, from year six to now. I think when I started at the school, I didn't really understand kind of the enormity of 
the opportunities that were available to me. So even if my kind of parents were encouraging me to do more stuff, whether it was kind of beekeeping, I think I had hockey for a bit as well. I didn't really keep up a lot of the things that I started, but what the large amount of opportunities that Whitgift did allow me to do was to find a couple of those really key passions that are really still important to me now. So such as um, fencing, I was just at a competition um, yesterday and I would have never even thought of doing something like fencing if it weren't for Whitgift. And then similarly with the community work Seb mentioned earlier, that's another thing that I've been able to kind of do and learn about the value of community, which is something I think will be really important for me going forward. So I think if I were to just kind of shortly summarize what I think the typical Whitgift experience is, if you could call it one, it's that kind of period of, of growth leading up to an eventual kind of realization of just how many opportunities there are in the world in general and how you should really grab each one that you see. Nicely put, Niall. I really like that. Nefemi, how about you? My biggest sort of learning experience is how to effectively create a legacy as part of my role as sort of development and the class gift. I really wanted to create a culture day for the school because I think it's we've we've said throughout the podcast you know we really do enjoy the diversity that we enjoy from both economically and socially so trying to create a legacy through something just as simple but you know as impactful as a culture day has been a very big learning experience and something I really want to take forward as I continue engaging in my community work and on a on a side note with the class gift I think it's really taught me the importance of really asking for help when you need it I definitely didn't expect you know the process of trying to generate a class gift to be so difficult because I, I I can be creative when presented with something in front of me but generating it from nothing was really difficult so to really ask the school captain team for help you know saying you know well I haven't really I don't really know what I'm doing you know could I get your opinions on this it's been very important for me as a person but also as uh, as part of a team so something you know I'm very grateful obviously to the six boys to the five boys here and something I really hope to continue to take you know that humble mindset uh and joe you've been uh, at the school then for well for for a full year and now for a term and a half as well yes yeah tell, tell me something that you've uh, learned during that journey then so when i first um arrived here the big not shock but almost in a positive way the big um change that i noticed straight away was just how many opportunities were there and, and i said this before but i think that is the best thing that i took from the experience, especially seeing a stark contrast with my old school where I would find that I wasn't doing much in school. All my activities were extracurricular outside of um, the school system. So I think that was the big change that I noticed that was really, really impressive. And I think the thing I had to learn the most was organisation and making sure that if I want to do all these things, I have to make sure it's balanced. And so when I'm discussing with some of my friends in the boarding house that we want to do something that weekend I have to really think about oh but what do I have to do with this responsibility this thing this club this that and the other and I think the skill that I learn of managing to use software and tools to to actually physically um, plan my life but also just have a mental idea of everything I need to do and checklists and it really helped with organization and managing to do all the things I love it also meant that I could then also have times where I knew I was on top of things so I could go and you know, relax downstairs and especially in the boarding house the best thing is that 
it's mixed years, it's mixed cultures. We have people from all over the world, a large majority from Hong Kong. And so we do really get a sense of what it's like to be from these other cultures and of different ages. And there's a real good connection there where you'll be walking the corridors and you'll see a year nine boy from the boarding house and you'll have that interaction. And it's, it's valuable for me, but also it's very valuable for those younger years because they have someone to go to for advice. They have someone to, you know, vent to if it's that sort of, not quite a teacher, but also an older figure. And I think that's what I'm really most proud of, sort of the school. I think also I'm proud of myself for how I've approached the sort of joining a new school. And um, I'm just very grateful for the experience of being a Whitgift and all this. Thanks for all of that, Joe. And last of all, Miles, uh, I guess, Miles, on the one hand, you've got the the downside of uh, everyone else having spoken first, so you can't really steal their ideas. But you've got the positive in that when they were talking, you probably had a chance to think about it. What what would you say have been some of the interesting times for you? Yeah, yeah no, I wasn't planning on uh, taking their ideas. I think they've all done a brilliant job of explaining the more professional side of what our, what we gain from our positions more specifically. But I think for me, the highlight of my kind of wick of journey throughout year six to year 13 now so close to ending is my band that I've uh and the the friends I found within that I think just everything that I've been able to achieve with them and do you know the communication you have to have with your band the kind of friendship you break uh, you bring rather and um you don't quite realize how kind of close and almost family-like you can get with these people until you're spending rehearsals with them all the time and the most rewarding part is you get this great show at the end where you're performing to a ton of people like the other uh, literally Wednesday last week we had house music and at the end of that my band got the opportunity to uh, perform four songs and it was just uh, including an original and it was just a really really rewarding kind of experience and I've just always loved the, the fun side of Whitgift you know we we keep talking about the opportunities they have and I think it's it's not there's there's nothing bad in just saying it's a lot of fun like as much as you gain a lot of practical skills like communication teamwork etc at the end of the day, you get a really, really great fun experience out of it, which I'm going to look back on really, really fondly. Miles, I'm sure that you will. And I'm sure that everybody else will as well. So boys, I just want to say thank you to all of you, to Niall, to you, Miles, to Nefemi, to Seb, to Joe and Harvey, of course. Thanks very much to you as well. Thank you. Thanks. So there you go. Seb, Miles, Joe, Nefemi, Niall and Harvey. It was great to speak to you all. Thank you for giving up your time today and best of luck with everything in your lives. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.